Welcome to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you listen. star at its rising, and we have come to do him homage. In case you're wondering what that was after the gospel, <clears throat> that was called uh, the Noveritis. It is the traditional epiphany proclamation that gives all the dates for the coming feast of the year, uh, which is done immediately after the gospel although chances are uh, very few of you have seen this done before. It is part of our liturgical tradition. Okay. Also part of that liturgical tradition is epiphany, which means to make manifest or to shine a light upon something. In the Latin liturgical tradition, uh, isn't as closely associated as it is now with the three wise men. There was really three things that were all celebrated as epiphanies. The uh, arrival of the three wise men, the baptism of Jesus in the river Jordan, and his first miracle on the wedding feast of Cana. Um, our breviary, even to this day, has on epiphany antiphons from these other two things. So we've kept a kind of remembrance. All of these are examples of where um, Jesus as God in flesh is manifested uh, to his people. Okay. The prophet Isaiah in the first reading today um, and makes memory to the people of Israel about who they really are. They're about to be sent into exile because of their unfaithfulness. And he recalls to them, Your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick clouds cover the peoples. But upon you... The Lord shines, and over you appears his glory. Nations shall walk by your light, and kings by your shining radiance. Um, Israel was always intended to be a light to the world. Uh, go all the way back to Moses. Uh, Moses delivers them from Egypt and gets them to the foot of Mount Sinai. And he goes up and communes with God and he comes back with laws. And so he, he lays these teachings out before the people. And then he tells them uh, that the rest of the nations, by seeing how they keep the laws, by hearing what the Lord has taught them, will say of them... What a wise and understanding people. What a wise and intelligent people. And how great a God they have 
that has revealed um, himself to them in the, in this way. Okay. You know, Jesus does the same thing. Jesus in the gospel of Matthew at the Sermon on the Mount, most people just know it as the Beatitudes, but it's everything from chapter five to the end of chapter seven. He sits the people down and he begins to teach them just as Moses did. And in that teaching is where Jesus says, you are the light of the world. And a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. And no one lights a lamp and then places it under a, a bushel. But if you light the lamp, you put it on a lampstand so that everyone in the house gets light. Okay. Mm. As each one of us were baptized, if you're young enough, perhaps a deacon, otherwise it was a priest, uh, your, your, grand, your godparents were given a candle lit from the Paschal candle. And uh, your parents and, and godparents and to you were directed, receive the light of Christ. Uh, the full image of this is only played out at the Easter vigil. So if you skip it, you don't get it. But we turn off the lights in the church, we gather outside, we light a fire, we bless a candle, we light that candle, and the candle precedes us in. And the deacon stops three times and he sings out, the light of Christ. And the people sing, thanks be to God. And we light our candle from that candle until everyone sitting here who is baptized is holding the light that they have received from Christ. It's a symbol of the light of the soul. Okay. Why is it that foreign pagans are in a position to announce to Herod, the king of the Jews, and to Jerusalem that the Christ child is born in Bethlehem? Shouldn't the scribes and Pharisees who know the prophecies, shouldn't the people of Jerusalem who have been waiting for the Lord to act, shouldn't they know the prophecies better? Shouldn't they be banging on the king's door? The true king is almost here. We know he's going to be born in Bethlehem. Let us go and search for him. No. Instead, foreign pagans have to come to make the announcement. And Catholics have become the same way. We are those who have received the light of Christ and baptism. We are those to whom he has made himself manifest in the Holy Gospels, in the divine mysteries of the sacraments, in the doctrines of faith and morals of the Holy Catholic Church. And yet we seem not to know them, not to follow them, not to obey them. How often do we end up in conversations with someone and they give us the famous, 
I'm Catholic, but. I'm Catholic, but I don't have to listen to the church on divorce and remarriage. I'm Catholic, but I don't have to obey what the church says about contraception. I'm Catholic, but my vote in the political sphere need not support the faith that I profess. I'm Catholic, but the church is wrong about abortion. I'm Catholic, but the church is wrong about homosexuality. I'm Catholic, but I don't have to listen to the church on immigration or my finances. Brothers and sisters, there is no such thing as cafeteria Catholicism. Catholicism does not come a la carte. It isn't McDonald's. You can't choose what you want. It is an all-or-nothing proposition. And I think we've forgotten that. And it used to be, at least for most of my life, just the progressives that refused obedience to the Pope or their bishop. It was just the progressives who denied the teaching of the church. But we now stand in a place where even those who, who call themselves Orthodox Catholics or conservative Catholics think that they may refuse obedience to the Pope or to their bishop or to their pastor. They think they can choose for themselves. And instead of being the light to the world of the faithfulness of Christ, of the promise of his grace, we allow ourselves to be reduced by those who see us from the outside of these people don't really believe it. And they don't follow it and they don't live it. We allow the world to reduce us to this idea of progressives and conservatives. What is that? There is no such division in Catholicism. We are Catholics or we are not. Brothers and sisters, there is another star, a bearer of light, who will spread his false light in order to entice your minds with philosophical sophistry, with false doctrines to mm, fix your hearts upon the flashy things of this world. He will lead you to stumble in the flesh and be trapped up with all these things. And his purpose is to empty your hearts of all grace, all peace, all joy, 
darken your souls. We are those to whom Christ has been made known. And we must follow him faithfully. According to the Holy Gospels, the divine mysteries of the sacrament, all the doctrines on faith and morals of the Holy Catholic Church, and yes, obey even her disciplines. The lesson for Herod, from Herod and Jerusalem to us today is this. Seek him and you will find him. Stop seeking him and you will surely be lost. When we find him, we throw ourselves prostrate before him. We adore him. We empty out the treasures of our hearts to him. And uh, an hour on Sunday isn't enough. It's the whole of our lives. And then we must go about this life by a different way than the world would have us go so that we may be faithful to the only true light and that the splendor of that light that shines upon us may give light to the rest of the world so that they may see that the only hope for salvation is in Christ the Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast. For additional podcasts and media, visit us on the web at www.sanneaz.org. Again, that's www.stanneaz.org. St. Anne, pray for us.